and there's a guy on a Vespa scooter with his ass crack sticking out, no helmet, and apparently he got cut off because this dude stopped on the freeway, picked up a chunk of asphalt, and on a Vespa was scooting through traffic trying to get revenge on whatever car had offended him earlier. So it was like Mario Kart. He looked like he was just <laughs> going around on a scooter like Mario Kart with like a turtle shell ready to drill somebody. Trekking heavier traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. <clears throat> we are ready. Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I am Zoltan. This is my podcast. This is episode 350. Last week I said it was 348, and it wasn't. It was 349, but this one, I'd put some money on it. I think it's 350. It matters, you know? Uh, today's a sleepy episode. I um, I don't know what happened last night. I'm a, I don't know if it was the, the two Sam Adams Oktoberfests that I drank. I don't know if it was the five milligram edible. I don't know if it was the two episodes of Mrs. Maisel or the two episodes of the Y Files on YouTube. Uh, but I didn't, I think it was just a mixture of aliens, end of the world, and, uh, and, and, and fast-talking nasal talk that kept me awake. I don't know what it was. I think it was all the rice I fed you. Yeah, you also <laughs> fed me a giant bowl of chicken and rice, and my, my stomach was breaking it down. I can't sleep with a full stomach. Anytime I go to sleep with a full stomach, that's when I have dreams of dragons and hobos and dumpster fires and, ha and fathering 8,000 illegitimate children that all came to say hello to me on one particular Father's Day and june of 2032 listen these are the dreams i had and so i had no sleep and then we took you know you know how it is you know how it is when you have no sleep and you get up and you try to go make a day of it anyway you walk in everyone's like it's a wonderful day isn't it and you're like i will drown you in a bucket <laughs> i will drown you in a bucket if you ever tell me it's a wonderful day it's a cranky no good soggy day is that the attitude we're bringing to the I show think today so. and with all the construction that's going on in our house i think yeah we both kind of feel that way we have construction people in our apartment we don't know if they're going to steal our things of course they're not of course they're not going to steal our things but if they did you know i it's replaceable that's the fun part I think you need to be, I think we need to be more laissez-faire with our things. If they get stolen, they get stolen. You know? I think that's the way to do it. Um, I think that's kind of the mode uh, that I've been kind of learning. I was just in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Have you ever done, uh, Mike, have you ever done uh, Stress Factory in Bridgeport? I have not done the Stress Factories at all. Oh, at any of them? No. Okay, no. it was my first. I've done all the ones around it, but never that one. Okay, yeah. I've, I've, this is my first Stress Factory. Is that Vinny? Vinny Brands? Yeah, does he open still? I hear a lot of that. Apparently at the other location. Oh, okay, okay. He opens the one in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, which I'm doing in January. Uh, but this one was just like a regular comedy club that uh, not a lot of people showed up to. Because <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is, man. Does anyone, is anyone a draw in Connecticut? Is anyone selling a thousand tickets in Connecticut? I think it's just Lisa Lampanelli from <laughs> the early 2000s. I think it might be Otherwise, her. no one's selling. It, it's, it's crazy. Like, dude. I don't know what's going on in Connecticut, but Connecticut feels like they don't, they, like, it feels like they don't know about their own state. Every time I go there, I ask the people, I go, so what's going on in Connecticut? And they're like, it's, it, it's just a feeling of none of your business. 
and we're if if you're on the south end of Connecticut, they, they pretty much claim New York City, mm-hmm. and if they're on the north end of Connecticut, they claim to be. I guess Boston or just Bernie Sanders. I don't know what they claim, but they don't have an identity for their state, and it's palpable. You can feel it. They all, they're all they all think that they're in New York, so they're better than what they have. They're better than Connecticut, even though they are Connecticut. <laughs> I think that's the vibe. <laughs> it is a vibe. Yeah, it's it's a. They feel like a Southern California version of Orange County. Every time I've played anywhere in Connecticut, they're like, yeah, I go to New York. Go to-. All right. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah, you take that train down. Yeah, yeah. And you- You've had Joe's Pizza? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just stop already. Let's get a bagel with some schmear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm talking like I'm a New York local. We've been here all of six months. And I'm like, yeah, get these townies the hell out of my town. But you're the perfect one to make that judgment you're like oh yes. you think you're them yeah oh you <laughs> yeah. think you're, yeah because i'm an outsider Cause you're an outsider so you um, have complete i think you have the most control over that sentiment as anyone i it felt that way that they could be honest with me where yeah. i'm like hey man i'm new what's your identity and they're just like what like we, they, we don't have one you think oh what and you go oh new york <laughs> <laughs> i had a lot of people tell me because i was like are you guys from bridgeport and they're like no we came in to see you and i'm like where'd you come from Orange, and I'm like, yeah, that narrows it down. I I know as much about Orange, Connecticut as I do Bridgeport, which is the train stopped here, and I walked over. I was doing a show somewhere way upstate, New York, and someone said, "Oh, we came from Naples, New York," and I go, "Oh, where's that?" And she goes, ah. "She just laughed in my face," and I just I didn't have know what to say. She goes, "Oh, you're serious?" I go, "What? Naples, New York? Why would I know that?" She goes, "Oh, I thought you're from here." I'm like, "You." Th- that's more disturbing than anything. Why would I care? Yeah, if yeah. I was from here, I wouldn't ask you where you were from. She apologized. She, she goes, should. oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> she should apologize for something. I like it when people get uppity about where they're from and where you are. Because it's like, clearly, I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah. I came in to do this show. No, exactly. I remember one time I was bombing at a casino in... Uh, Oroville, California. I mean, you could have just said any any, any, any casino. casino. Any there's, casino. There's, there's, there's two good ones. <laughs> any, any casino. I was. Uh, I went up. I went up two. It was one of those bomb sets where I did my closer eight minutes in to a thirty minute set <laughs> because I was like, I got to turn this thing around, and it didn't work. No. And so after my closer didn't work, eight minutes in, uh, and I was panicking in the back of my head, going, "How am I going to finish this set now?" Um, I was like, I decided to crank it into crowd work. Which here's something you need to understand about crowd work. I know the crowd work clips are hot right now, and they're selling a bunch of tickets for everybody. But it's different. If you see me do crowd work, it's because I am lost or bombing or like <laughs> grasping at straws to find out where I was or trying to turn a bad set around. If you see, yeah, if you see me doing crowd work, that's desperation. When you hear when you hear Zoltan say, "What do you do?" in his head, you're going, "What am I doing?" Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, "What? How have I derailed to the point where I'm asking this guy where he's from?" But I remember I'm bombing in Oroville at this casino, this town I've never been to. It's upstate California, middle of nowhere. like Popcorn I guess, country. Weed country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Oroville, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Oroville, Redenbacher. And uh, I remember there was a redneck guy in overalls, older, didn't have all his teeth. That'd be weird if he did. Uh, just based on his outer appearance, you'd be shocked if he had all the bicuspids. And, uh, I asked him, I go, are you from Oroville? And I, he, or I asked him if he was local and I'm like, are you local? He goes, no. I'm like, oh, you're not from Oroville? He goes, no, I'm from Marysville. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's the big difference. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I made fun of Orville and Mayersville and uh, just crapped on both of them. That didn't win the crowd over either, shockingly enough. But, yeah, people get weird about their... The best is when they don't know that they live in a town that sucks. I'm talking to you, Medford, Oregon. Uh, I There's a place that I performed at many times in Medford, the Rogue River uh, Hotel that had a Chadwick Sports Pub in the lobby. They still do comedy every Friday and Saturday. Go check them out and just go hug the comedian. Go do that. If you're, if because I've worked that many times, and if there was ever a time where you just needed someone to come up to you, not even just a hug, how about a pat on the back and go, look them right in the eyes and go, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Because you know what? They just made a seven hour drive from Portland to come do this weekend for about 600 bucks or nine. I forget what it pays. It's not enough. And they're going to go bomb at Chadwick's pub for two nights. And every time I would come in, poke a little fun at the town. That's what I do everywhere. Whether it's Chicago, whether it's Los Angeles, whether it's New York, whether it's Medford, Oregon. And I remember I was like, hey, Medford, you guys are a little methy. Because I remembered I had to step over a meth head that was passed out in front of the grocery store to go into the grocery store. Like, he was he was so unmovable that he wasn't even affecting the, the automatic doors. He was just a corpse in front of the thing and i stepped over him and everybody in the audience was like whoa uh uh-uh medford doesn't suck grant's pass sucks that's where the white trash is medford's nice and that's when i had to break it to him i go both you suck this whole area sucks and you're like yeah maybe there's some skiing in the mountains we're not in the mountains all right we're in the valley where truckers come to drop their deuce before they head back on the five and meth heads apparently clog up the walkway into a grocery store this isn't a uh, uh, this isn't a destination. This is a location, and they they were just dumb. I remember every time I would go and make fun of the town, and they're like, "No, you you're confused. This place is great," and you're like, "Oh, okay." It's the towns that are always really bad that don't like it. <laughs> the towns that are like uh, like bad but like doable, they are super into getting made fun of. Super into and up, so yeah. kind of shit too awesome call us trash yep but if they're like full trash nah dude no there's like this weird pride in it no and it's almost like when you make fun of a person like if you make fun of a person they have high confidence you're not gonna hurt their feelings no because they're like yeah you know what i could lose a couple pounds but you hit someone with low confidence like me and you're like, uh, you just grab me on the love handle, give me a little shakeroo. I'll remember that for a week. I'll remember that for a week. I'll have nightmares about you going, oh. So that's what it is. People that live in cities like Medford, Oregon, are uh, are like people with with low confidence with love handles. Like if you shake that love handle and you talk about their meth head problem, they're like, hey. No, 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 no. My mother said I wasn't fat. So you you can't talk about Medford. If you see that comic, don't, don't also don't say, go say hello and give him a hug, but also never say, stay with it. No. <laughs> Keep at it. Because that's not a sorry for tonight. That's a sorry for your choices. Right. <laughs> that's the worst. And some good comics. Well, see, now I'm trying to defend myself because I have low self-esteem. I, I was am like, funny. Well, actually, I am funny. Actually, I sold all of 200 tickets and 
in uh, in in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which would be great if it was one show. But when you spread that out over four, that is slim <laughs> pickings, buddy. Uh, so yeah, you can perform in Medford, and then maybe someday sell two hundred tickets in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, it's all it's all relative to success, but it doesn't matter because the world's ending anyway. Isn't that right, Emma? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I had a, I had a good time in Bridgeport. Just the uh, East Coast in general. I, it was another one of those gigs where it was close enough. It was close enough, but far enough away where I had to make the decision: Do I ride up with the feature or do I take the train? So the first night I took the train. The second night I took uh, got a ride from the feature T.J. Francis, very funny young man, and got to see the East Coast. Every time I drive or get driven around on the East Coast, I'm reminded why it's so great not to have a car out here. Because there, I'll see road rage incidents. Like I'll see maneuvers on the on the roads, on the freeways that should end in a murder. Like <laughs> they should end with someone's head being lobbed off and rolled down the middle lane of the interstate. And they just it doesn't happen. It's this weird. Like I remember the worst one I saw. We were doing Stamford. I remember I told you about this. Uh, and there was a guy on a Vespa scooter with his ass crack sticking out, no helmet. And he's on the freeway, which I don't think Vespas are supposed to be on the freeway. And apparently he got cut off because this dude stopped on the freeway, picked up a chunk of asphalt, and on a Vespa was scooting through traffic trying to get revenge on whatever car had offended him earlier. So it was like Mario Kart. He looked like he was just (laughs) going around on a scooter like Mario Kart with like a turtle shell ready to drill somebody. And I'm like, that's the kind of road rage that is shocking to me, but I looked over at TJ, the feature, and he grew up in Jersey, and he didn't even like blink at it. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's probably going to try to kill that guy. And I was <laughs> like, this should be more exciting to you. And he's like, no, it really isn't. It just really isn't. But it, it's almost, that's the only time I saw violence about to happen, because otherwise, I feel like East Coast drivers treat road rage with the same class as professional fighters. We're like, you know... There's like something happens. Someone cuts somebody off, then you give them the brights. And then after the brights, maybe you jockey for position, try to cut them off again. Next thing you know, it's getting pretty heated. Now you're both trying to jockey for position. But then it comes to a moment where they both end up at a red light, and then they just look over and kind of respect each other and go, yeah, yeah, that was our battle, but now we're heading off to work. And then they take their separate lefts, kind of like fighters in the sense that they talk all that trash on the way to the fight, and then maybe at the weigh-ins, one of them shoves the other, and then they have the fight, this brutal fight, and at the end, they're just hugging each other going, I love you, man, you're an excellent <laughs> fighter. <laughs> I love what you bring to the game. And that's kind of... And the other East guy's Co- like, oh, thank you, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I love what you bring and then they kind of I don't know there's like a respect to your road rage which I don't think it's talked about enough see I, I see that as a they both get to the stoplight and realize oh neither of us are going to do anything about this <laughs> so let's just stop they just each call each other's bluff what are you going to do oh we have to sit here for a minute yeah I'm good I'm just going to ignore it not look at them <laughs> I'm th- that's my personality fully. I remember one time a guy cut me off in California and I was angry because I was on my way to work and I didn't want to go to work. And then he cut me off on my way to work, which is just a double, a double middle finger, right? And I, st- I chased him a little and I got really close and the guy hit the brakes, slowed down, and then he put his arm out the window and he goes, you want to pull over? And then he does this, like, 
your call. Do you want to pull over? We can fight. Or and I just went no. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not. I could I couldn't judge by the back of his head and his arm if I could take him, but. Just the bravado that he put the option out there. You can judge through the confidence. Yes. Just the fact that you can shove your arm out and it looked like he knew the traffic signal moves (laughs) out of the window. And he's like, do you want to go to the side and fight? I'm like, definitely not. I used to be a lot angrier as a youth. And I would get out of my car a lot. Well, you're a big man. Well, that's why I would do it. Because I'm 6'5", several hundred pounds, and I would... I'd get out. As soon as someone screamed at me in the car, I'd stop and get out and be like, okay. <laughs> Never came to anything, and I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh no. I got weak knuckles. <laughs> That'd be so funny if just a guy seven feet and 400 pounds got out, and you're like, what were the odds? Like, no, I was I was saying, do you want my car? <laughs> you should like to have my stuff. I was getting out. Babe, to- get out of the car. It's she- you're his now. I was getting out to formally apologize to you. <laughs> Do you remember the Uber ride we had to JFK where the guy, our Uber driver, was it's like 5 in the morning. Our Uber driver's calm, nothing. And then he got cut off, and then oh, he yeah. started driving pissed. I remember that. Because it was smooth. Mm-hmm. It was smooth, everything's good, he's just playing. It was like a classic 5 a.m. Uber ride. Uh, driver is from another country, no radio is on, and you just hear him muttering on the phone in his Bluetooth. Which, who's he talking to? Uh, who's he talking to at that volume, and how are they hearing him? Just a little... <laughs> and it's just... I don't even know. Was that racist, what I just did? No. It's, that was no language, by the way. That was everyone's language other than English rolled into one and how much I could hear of it from the back seat. And so it was a classic one of those drives. No music, no AC, windows cracked, hitting. He's like doing the thing where he's trying to avoid every pothole, mm-hmm. which is a thing Uber drivers do here, which I'm like, hit the pothole, dude, because this is more nauseating than if you would drill these holes. Um, and then all of a sudden he got cut off on the freeway. He gave him the brights, and then the guy, I don't know, I don't know what he wanted the guy to do after that, but I just felt the tone of the room of the car change. Mm-hmm. Now it was no longer, and it just went to, I gotta go. And then he, <laughs> he, he, he clicked off, and then we were in a race with yeah. this guy. He just started darting. We got to JFK so fast after that. We fully that. put our lives at risk. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, what do you do? What if it led to something? What yeah. if it led to we pull over on the side of the road and we're fighting? You and me are in the back. Luggage. And now this guy's going to fight that guy. Do we go try to break it up? Are we accomplices? If that guy has a gun, does he kill him? And then you go, oh, no, witnesses. And then we get two to the brain. <laughs> like, how? I don't, because it's such a, it's such an in-between moment. It's almost like you're on a plane and people in the aisle and the window seat are arguing. And you're just in the middle going, well, do you want to switch? Do you want to <laughs> switch seats? Should I feel like you and I would just get out and call another Uber on the freeway mm-hmm. and go, well, this ride's over. I, you know, this, they're going to figure it out. Maybe this guy can pick us up on the, I don't even know what the freeways are out here called. What's the one that goes to JFK? The FDR? Who knows? BRQ, BQE. <laughs> All right. It's a lot of letters. It's a lot of it's JFK, BQE, FDR, RFK. RFK, a lot of tunnels. 
L-I-R-R, you take that train to the thing. I don't know any of them, but it, it is a level of, uh, of aggression that I do respect out here. I, I respect the aggression of the East Coast because it's genuine and because it's not phony. And at least people are going, hey, man, I don't care for your face. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and you're like, oh, no, are we going to be okay? He's like, oh, no, I just needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> I don't care for your face. And I think you should switch subway cars. And I'm like, I respect that. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Because we had a weird one. I keep, this is something I've been trying to learn since I've moved to New York, uh, not making eye contact. And it was right after we did this episode last week. I, uh, we got on the train and there was a deranged looking young lady sitting across from us and i gotta like when if you got a weird face i'm gonna look you know i just i gotta get a look i'm a people watcher man you got a weird face you got a third eye you're missing an eyebrow you're wearing a hat that says something that it shouldn't say i'm gonna take a look i'm gonna take a look and i looked and she saw me and we locked eyes and i knew from the moment we locked eyes i'm like this ain't good so i broke away and i remember she had earbuds in with the cord and then I look up again, we make eye contact again, I'm like, damn it. And she took out her earbud, and she goes, boy, do I have a treat for you. <laughs> and if there, if there is ever a sentence you don't want to hear on the subway, is someone going, boy, do I have a treat for you. It's never Oreos. No. <laughs> it's, it's never a treat that you would think is a treat. It's it's uh it's gonna be bad, but thankfully there was a woman next to her that I think was her handler or something, and she just goes, "No, no, no, sweetheart, we don't do that, remember?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." And then she put her earbud back in, and I just remember trying to make eye contact with the person working with this girl and going, "Thank God you have a job. Thank God that was your job." Because if she wasn't there. I would have had to respond to, boy, do I have a treat for you. I don't even know what I would have said. Would, no, please. <laughs> please, no. I think would have been the response. It was, uh, it was a beautiful moment of, uh, and, a, and another lesson of, man, just look at your feet the entire, it's so hard because you want to be aware. Because mm -hmm. how many of those viral videos are there on TikTok or something where people are looking at their phones? And they're just looking right into their phones, not paying attention. And then some person just comes and snatches that phone out and runs. You got to be aware of your surroundings, but it's hard to be aware without making direct eye contact. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think. How do you do it, Mike? I, I have a different grip on my phone on the train. Oh, I hold it's a, it differently. It's a meat grip? Because I know that it's, it's possible and also... Not to belay the, the point, but as a big guy, I think people go at, like want to pick up... Like, pick on me more oh they size you up yeah i get sized up my whole life so mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a thing i i try to hold my phone a little, like a little bit of a different grip on the on the train sometimes i'll forget and i'll be like oh hold it different yes and then yeah. i and then i uh dude yeah. i i i hold my phone hard and then I ignore just ignore yeah. And people coming by begging, don't even, if you, the second you make eye contact, it's it's a wrap. It's bad. Yeah, because they're just going to sit there and stare at you. And you're like, damn it. Yeah. Ah. Ah, damn it. Yeah, it's, it, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. But I don't know. It's toughening me up, getting some, some calluses on my soul. To and no, and, and I, just, I started getting these things called open shocks. I wore these headphones 
that they don't cover your ears. Yes. They go through like the bone in your temple. Remember I showed you that on Amazon? They touch right here on this bone. Yeah. And they just play the music, the vibrations into your skull and you yeah. can hear it. But then you can hear everything around you. So it's like the perfect train headphones. Right. Because then you can like keep you keep your head on a swivel. Right. You know? Yeah. Without being like completely cut off. I like that. That's probably that's probably a lot safer. Yeah, I think so. Because we had our friend Max got... Do you know Max Manikoff? I feel like I know that name. He yeah. got mugged on the street. He like posted a picture a couple weeks ago with his eye completely black. But yeah, but let me ask you this. Is he a mark? What's a... Oh, <laughs> like a like, mark-ass bitch? <laughs> <laughs> does he walk around with... Does he have mug me face? <laughs> I don't think so. He's like... He has like a good... He's a good looking dude, but I don't know. He wouldn't be the guy I'd pick on. He's not necessarily small. Oh, okay. But I guess they came up... TJ gave me the story... Uh, he, someone came up, he's walking in a good part of town too, somewhere in Manhattan and he got, someone came up behind him, sucker punched him in the oh, face from behind. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, apparently he just woke up in a puddle of his own blood and his wallet and all his stuff was gone. Jesus. And apparently they tracked his phone down, I think. And, uh, I don't even know if I should be telling someone else's story. This is third hand information. Sure. Maybe shouldn't have given a last name, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of stuff, like that kind of headphone, would really be ideal. Yeah, hearing someone coming up behind, Footsteps. so you could do the. I always want to, you know, that guy, the Detroit safety. Have you seen those like short clips? He's like a chubby dude, and he wears like. Oh, and he like flips the gun real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he runs a, a self defense school in Detroit called the Detroit Tactical Self Defense Something Something, and he's like, all right, and it's always these weird scenarios. He's like, all right, you're in an elevator. Uh, there's three blood gang members, and they're all going to come at you at the same time. This is what you do. And you go, ha, ah, ah, ha, ha, and you rip this guy's testicles out, and you feed them to the other guy. And you do all <laughs> these, you know, like, you do all these moves. And I'm like, how, I, it's so, it's almost like learning jujitsu where there's just so many variables of movement that you're like, how could you, you would have to live in a constant state of awareness to be ready to do these moves to these people coming at you from odd angles in different situations. Or just keep your back to a wall. Always. Like, never stand. I don't even think I think about that anymore. You just always stand, stand against, against the, wall. the wall or against the door. Just you don't want anything from behind you yes. to happen. Especially, like, 3 o'clock when, like, school's out. Whew, that terrifies me on a train. I hate middle schoolers and high schoolers in New York. Oh, yeah? Because they, they travel must... in gangs. They're like yes. a pack of rabid dogs. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I'll change trains. Like, I, I'd rather sit for, next to homeless dookie and a crazy person playing, like, mariachi music and clearly they've never played an instrument before begging for money than three teenagers. Because they, they just have, like, group mentality. Yeah, I don't say gang. I'm just, yeah. But they have, like, this group think where they, like, the three of us can take you, whether I, they can or can't. Like, I don't want to be on this train. I think George Carlin said it best. Groups are the worst. Groups I think he hard. said some version of that where like groups are horrible and individuals are nice. But yeah, yeah, especially with groups and then now you're 13 and you just yeah. got you're just rock hard all the time and yeah. angry and you don't know why and you're hard and angry. And then you're just a groupie, just hard and angry. You're wondering why there's no hair yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just even angrier. <laughs> ah, just this middle school rage. Your one friend lifted up his arms and you were like, "How come I don't have that yet?" <laughs> There's nothing worse than the, the worst version of everybody, I think, is when they're 13. I was horrible. 
I was a, I was a bully in middle school and and in high school thankfully I got it back very quickly. Sure. So like life taught me that lesson really quick, but I think some people have to wait till adulthood and they're like, "Oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that." What were you doing in middle school as a bully? Like who what was bully Zoltan? Making fun. Well, cuz I in middle school I really, I was funny as a kid, but in middle school, I really liked getting the laughs. Sure. But I didn't know how to get them without there being a, a, a victim. A victim. Mm. Like, I didn't know about like, oh, you can just make fun of yourself. Right. Like kind of what I do now or tell stories where you don't come out on top and that doesn't mean that those laughs aren't the same. I didn't know how to get those laughs. Without there being somebody Without, taking the yeah. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there was a kid with big ears, a big nose, a football-shaped head, oh boy, were you in trouble. Because I had... <laughs> I had so much material. It was like a, it was like a Friars Club roast when I would come in, and that's how I made friends. I was known as like the funny guy, but I would do it like I would see the pain in those kids' eyes as I was delivering these lines, and I felt bad. It was weird because I'm like, Ugh, I see I'm hurting your feelings, but mm. then I hear, oh, and I'm like, I I'm too young to fully appreciate and understand that I like this more than it is hurting your feelings. And I feel horrible for that. And now obviously I'm, I'm now I'm way too much the other way where like now, you know, if there is a crowd work situation or some, a heckler, I'm a pretty polite response Sure. on a, on a heckler, which I used to not be, I used to be very vicious, but I think it was just cause I was uncomfortable on stage. I wasn't fully confident in myself. So I would lash out like a, like a baby rattlesnake releasing too much venom. Yeah. And now I'm just like, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> like, like that's more my response. And they're like, oh yeah, I didn't mean it that Usually way. Usually you can just let them wrap the rope around themselves. hang themselves yeah yes. it's like they'll do it eventually yep. you just, if you just allow it to happen you okay and that's exactly feel the, good yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the mentality that i have now it's because i was prepared to speak tonight yeah because yeah. i was on stage i was prepared to talk i don't think you planned on talking yeah so if you really want to do this i'll just i'll just kind of respond as you say dumber and dumber things mm -hmm. until the shame sets in and then you stop talking, which works unless they're a woman, and then they need to be ejected because that's yeah, yeah. self-shame. There's no stopping them. There's yeah. a, the, I don't know if you know this, Emma, the worst... Are women. Did oh, you not... The worst... Sorry. <laughs> that's not... Yeah, this is the He-Man woman here, heckling, <laughs> dealing with hecklers now. <laughs> I already know your weakness. You're not going to play me off, yeah. Johnny. Uh, but the uh, like a, a drunk woman heckler is the worst heckler because a male drunk heckler... You can say enough things to them or let them say enough dumb things that eventually they will feel shame and stop and feel bad. But for some reason, I don't know what the psychology is behind it. And I'm not saying all women are like this and all men are like this, but just the odds of us seeing it in person, you can say all those things, same things to a drunk female heckler, and they'll just be more emboldened. They'll and flip tables. They'll flip tables. They'll lock in. And they're going, no, 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 you're wrong, I'm right. And then they'll see the crowd turn on them, and I go, oh, I was mistaken. You're all wrong, and I'm still right. And it's it's a sight to behold. If you've never seen a... It's kind of like uh, the Karen videos that you see on social media where they're, like, yelling at every employee, and then the, now customers are coming in going, you're wrong in this situation. They're going, you're all wrong in this situation. It's that mentality... Uh, poured with 
two drinks on it, if not more. And um, that's why it's like the most impossible to get around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the uh, I don't know. Love seeing one of them get kicked out though. It's the best because <laughs> the guy gets kicked out and it's like, all right, we're good. But then yeah. you then so a, a woman though will throw a beer at Ariel Elias's head. You know, yeah. That was a woman that did that. Like yeah. I've never seen a man throw a beer at a comic. Without, That's so well, there true. was one, and he got hit with a guitar. That was yeah. <laughs> no, that was true. I got hit yeah. with a beer once, and it was a woman yeah. that threw it. A yeah. drunk woman. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it comes, man. Men are great. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, men do wars. Uh, women just maybe make a scene in public once, and then they go, oh, I'm sorry. I was Maybe that was wrong. We know what you're saying. Yeah. Women yeah. suck. <laughs> Boys rule, women drool. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the message I want out there. Hit me in the comments. Um, what else did I have down? Oh, yeah. The lady on the on the train. Boy, do I have a treat for you. I'm also jealous of like uh, people that can read on the train. I'm so <laughs> <Sorry>. jealous. <laughs> you took a really fun pause right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I thought that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's jealous of people who can read. It's it's. My, what else did I have down today? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really jealous of people who can read. You know what literacy really chaps my ass? Just these people. Can someone tell me what literacy signs, means? By the way. You know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I was on the train and it was packed shoulder to shoulder. And every train will have this where there's like, I remember there's a lady who had one hand on the railing, the other hand on a book, mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder. And she's just, and I'm like, are you on Adderall? Like how much, how many pharmaceutical pills do you have to be on to have that much laser focus to be able to, I can't read a book at a coffee shop. I can't read, for me to read a book, I need Emma to be out of the house I need the curtains to be drawn. I need the upstairs neighbors to be on vacation. And if like a dog barks outside, I got to reread that page. I have like the, I have like my attention. You ever do that where you're reading and then like a car will drive by and honk and you're like, I bet that's a road rage incident, but you're still reading. Oh, yeah. But you're like, man, what's worth honking for? Why would you honk? But your and eyes then, are still moving across yeah, the my words. Eyes are st I'm still yeah, reading yeah. the words, but nothing's computing. No. And then at the end of that, you're like, I've missed that entire page. And then you got to make the decision. You're like, do I reread this page or do I just keep moving? And then my initial instinct is to keep moving because I still have school reading book mentality, which mm. is just get through it. Just get through it. And then I have to remind myself, no one assigned me this book. Yeah. I chose to read this I'm book. I'm reading for me. I'm, I'm reading for me. I'll just reread the page. And then I'll reread the page, but I still need it to be silent. But I'll get to, I'll get to the point because I do the exact same thing. But if my girlfriend's in the room or like close by... And I'm like, well, now she, I haven't turned the page in such a long time. She thinks I'm stupid. <laughs> so now I, like, my page per minute flipping isn't enough. So now I got to go, like, God, I'm fa I'll fake, I'll fake turn a page. I'll be like, flip, flap, back and forth. Like, she, yeah, she knows I'm smart. I'm back to the same page three oh, times. Oh, I love it. So stupid. Oh, that's so Yeah, sometimes we read, yeah, sometimes Emma and I will read the same article. Like, I'll pull up an article on my phone, and I'm reading it. And she goes, you read so slow. <laughs> and I'm Why like, say that? yeah. And, and she's like, hurry up, because I want to read the rest of the paragraphs. And I'm like, and that's when I realized you're not reading all the words. You're skimming. I skim, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to read all the words. Well, and I didn't know that you're supposed to do that. You don't have to, but it's... Because what if you miss something? What if an and becomes a the, and a did becomes a didn't? <laughs> 
and then at the end you're like uh he killed that lady and you're like no 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 she admitted that she didn't she's saying she didn't kill that lady and then that's why you need to focus on the words i don't know Reading news articles, skipping through, you're like, no, I think I do side with Hamas. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, which one? <laughs> wait, which one did what first? <laughs> Who did? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to unevergreen this episode. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah, we we release these a week later, but yeah, yeah uh, currently we are into the second war that will eventually start the world war. Yes, uh, it's it's good because it, so far we need two countries, or I guess this one isn't. It's two countries, whatever. We need the next war. To have no affiliation with anybody. Like, two countries that have no alliances uh, with anybody fighting another country with no alliances to anybody. Because otherwise, we're going to keep building. Like, I'm trying to think of two countries. Like, uh, like uh, the Fiji Islands, if they started going after, like, the Easter Islands. and Because I don't think anyone's got a dog in that fight. Like, no one has any trade routes through Fiji. So they, those two countries could just war, and then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a thing, you know. It wouldn't add to our one step closer to World War Three. I, I mean, like that's the not to like go political, mm -hmm. but that's like when every time I'm like, why are we sending so much money to the Ukraine? I'm right. like, I think everyone's sending it there to stop World yeah. War Three. Like it's not about Ukraine versus Russia. It's about we got to stop this, man. Like this is where it's going to yeah. end. So we got to we got to. Was that Albert, was it Albert Einstein? Uh, um, I don't know what weapons they're going to use for World War Three, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Ah. that's like that. That that scares the absolute hell out of me. Yeah, because it's going to set it's us. Going to set us back. Yeah, so yeah we're going to go back to the Stone Age. Yeah, we can't do it. Yeah, yeah. and that's why we're trying to. I, it feels like that's why they're always trying to help Ukraine. It's like if they take over Ukraine, then they might take over Poland and some of the other countries. And before you know it, we're one step closer to this. And just the fact of, not to be all hippy-dippy, I know Palestine and Israel have had issues going back generations, which actually, to me, this is going to be the ignorant viewpoint, the fact that your guys' beef started with your great-grandparents means you should let it go. This isn't even your fight anymore. Yeah, This is like... Right, if like it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, but eventually, fourth generation Hatfield, fourth generation McCoy needs to go. Wait, what are we fighting about? It's like seeing somebody in Rhode Island with a Confederate flag. You're like, what are? You, yeah, what are you even fighting? What is well, going yeah, on what, here? You were never in <laughs> yeah. there. That's not. That is hate. <laughs> I, I'm going to get you a passport to the Mason Dixon line, yeah. so you can figure out that you were north of this the entire time. I'm going to send you to France so you can eat unpasteurized cheese, and then you change your whole perspective oh on God. everything. Yeah, God traveling, but that's why the bed bugs are blowing up. The, uh, <laughs> I mean, but what's going to kill us first? Climate change, World War Three, or these bed bugs in Paris that are eventually going to get everywhere? Yeah. And then we're all going to be itching our asses on the subway, going, "I think I'm going to stab that guy." Maybe the bed bugs will be the thing that stop us from fighting wars. Oh, because we have to band together because to fight our, the bed bugs, and our brains are too focused on now the itch. You know when you get a scratch, you're just like nothing matters. No, nothing. She and had it eczema on her fingers. I got yeah. a, I got a, a thing right here for like two days, and there's no mark. I just can't stop itching it, and I'm like, I got no hate in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> you don't I'm have time it. to backhand a stranger. You're no. over here scratching the back of your I hand. Consider whether or not I don't cut my thumbnail next time, <laughs> just just so I have a good scratching thing. I just I don't yeah I don't get it, man. And it's because we live I guess privileged lives where 
Yeah, for me to want to kill someone, you'd have to punch me in the. For me to fight someone, you'd have to punch me in the face, yeah. or fat shame my mother, or like something. You'd have to come after my wife. You'd have to come after me, and then I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. maybe we'll do some dukins. But for me to go, it's just talk it out. You know what? I think the I think every conflict needs a little bit of me. I'll go over there and be like, ah, oh, come on, fellas. I've you got know. a one. I've got a one move pause mm. like if someone makes a move on me which has happened a lot yeah because you're big everyone yeah wants and i was to a bouncer for a long time like yeah. i've just always been in like big guy world yeah i have one like hit punch shove where i go are you sure this is where you want to go ah because like i will not stop so make a decision whoa and then it's like i just got scared usually it stops because it's like hey yeah that was your one yeah but that's the last one I'll I'll throw you out a window. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah. By the way, that statement coming from you and that statement coming from me, very different impact. I don't know. Uh, I think it lands differently where I'm like just looking into someone's nipples and I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> I'll give you one. But then after that, I'm gnawing your ear off, bud. I'm going to be on you like a spider monkey. One of the, I'm going to grab a chair and I'm going <laughs> to bite your nose. <laughs> I punched a guy once where I stared into his chest and then I sucker punched him and it didn't knock him out. Uh, because I didn't hit him as hard as I could. Sure. Because at the time, I had not... I don't punch people in the face regularly, and I remember I would have dreams where I would punch people as hard as I could, and their heads would explode. Mm. Like, they would, like a like a fake golf ball. Like, it just, just dust. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be charged with murder, so let me take a little off this punch. So I gave him this wild man hook, and I hit him... I also didn't want to miss because also sometimes in my dreams I miss. So instead of aiming for here, I aimed here, right? The jaw and yeah, the ear. Yeah. And I hit him right there. Apparently my aim was spot on. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't hit him as hard as I could, so he stumbled back. And he's just like, ah, ah, you sucker punched me. And I was like, I... So, I did, yeah, it's a street fight, and I didn't expect you to be awake right now. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think there would be more dialogue after I hit you. I thought that would be the end of this. You um, know, you, uh, I've known you for a little bit now. Yeah, on this doing this show, you, you got some anger some down there. Mm. You got, you got there's a little, little two levels down. You're a oh yeah, you're a happy nice guy, but there's something there that's oh dude. ready to come out. I'm about a, to boil over. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? Am I, is that right? <laughs> I'm a lemon meringue pie of anger. There's nice fluffiness on the top, yeah, yeah. but deep down in there, there's some <laughs> oh, lemon meringue. All right, like, it's a, just, you're just a, a beautiful key lime pie. It's just oh, sweet, 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 bitter. Dude, there's some... Oh, she knows. She knows the anger in the heart. Like, if someone... If I don't get accepted by somebody, I'll be like, I'll never... I'll mm -hmm. never do your thing again. Yeah. You have a lot of anger down Oh, there. yeah. I don't... Make it... Clear and, for the audience. I don't take it out on you. I also have to say, no, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, like, let's not. No, let's, it's not. It's always over. It's, <laughs> it's always over really small things. Oh, yeah. Like just before we came here, we missed the train. Yep, the F train. Yep. And there was so much anger. Seething. <laughs> Seething. Because I'm like, now there's not time to get coffee. I didn't get a good enough amount of sleep. So. Excuse me, I'm going to have to choke down this Topo Chico and pretend there's caffeine in there. Mm -hmm. So, like, the, the amount of energy I'm bringing to this episode is coming from this anger of not having enough sleep, missing the train, not getting that coffee. Mm -hmm. and But, no, it, it simmers down there. And, mm -hmm. and But I handle the big things well. 
really well. Yeah. Like I if don't handle them well, but you do. Yeah, you don't handle big things well, which is normal. <laughs> I don't handle small things well, which is weird. And then something big will happen. I'm like, we will make it through this. <laughs> this will be fine. It's important to stay calm right now. But if something small happens, you're like, I will I'll drown you in a book. <laughs> you like little things, man, like a podcast studio. Uh, they have a bunch of shows and my manager pitched me to them and none of the, sh none of the, we got zero bookings out of the deal. And I was like, all right. And he's like, oh, I'll reach back out to him the next year. I go, never reach out to them again. <laughs> I will never do that. Po like, cause that's how is someone knocking on the door. Oh, okay. Uh, that's how I am. I'm one of those people like, oh, you rejected me. I am so hurt and deep into my insecure heart mm -hmm. that I'll hate you forever. And I'll wait for the day. I'll wait for the day when you ask me to be on your show and I'll say, I don't have time. <laughs> you should have asked me back then. You see that? You see that's where that's the lemon meringue coming through the whipped cream. That's the tart. Oh, dude, I got it in there, man. I got a hatred for the world. But I try to, I've realized because my comedy years and years ago was more angry and but i would notice that sometimes my message would get lost in the anger and if i just take the anger down and up the smile it kind of delivers it better and then i feel better about it mm -hmm. and i'm more uh coherent in my response mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know that's kind of maybe my whole thing is a lie but that's what's in there mm -hmm. you know there's there's real me, and then there's outward me. Mm -hmm. Lemon meringue. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just gave a manifesto. I think that's what that was. Like, name your next album. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon meringue. Mm. The anger is definitely in there. Um, what else did I have written down? We talked about the war in Israel very, very cohesively. I was like, why don't you just bring it down? But I'm also full of anger. But the war is a big thing, and that's why I think, you know, you guys can just get over it. Uh, <laughs> um, Mrs. Maisel, we watched Miss. Uh, do you watch Mrs. Maisel? I did for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We just started season five, and I don't know if you've noticed this, mm. but every time we start, well, we watched two episodes last night, an episode the night before. When we start doing it, we both start talking in that cadence. Yeah, a like bit. after that episode, it's that quick. Here, here, see? It's all this like quick talking. Uh, I'll never make the bed again. I don't know. It's this weird Mrs. Maisel. I have every word to say. I knew you were going to say that line, so I had this line prepared. Mm -hmm. That like play type kind of zing zang. Very sing songy. Yeah, very sing songy. And. I, I know that Mrs. Maisel, all, all, anytime there's a show about stand up comedy, stand up comics get a little whatever about it. Like when Pete Holmes is crashing, people are like, he was featuring by episode two. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, they can't. Because it, whether it's Mrs. Maisel or crashing or any other show about stand up, they, they progress in their careers too quickly because the rest of us are like, I had a day job for nine years. And you're like, <laughs> But they have to show that because you can't show nine years of sucking ass because eventually uh, the audience will be like, I don't think they're going to make it, <laughs> which is the feeling of all of our friends and family. We're like They're like, I, do, I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> but at the, you know, hop on. But there are some comics that are, you're like, they are featuring by like 
six months in or they're like they somehow just get a rise yeah. out of nowhere and you're like the, this guy just showed up and yeah. you're like he's not even that funny but for some reason everyone loves him sorry it's, it's important to remember that comedy is not a meritocracy it's it's not the military it's not a doctor you don't have to do seven years of tenure at a hospice care to become an anal surgeon or whatever <laughs> you know like it, it, it's not the roadmap to your dreams it's a very arbitrary it's a it's it's like mad max we're all in the desert looking for gas some of you are going to find it day one and defend it for the rest of your lives and the rest of you are just going to be in that helicopter with no teeth going <laughs> i think it's up ahead <laughs> like that's it's kind of the mix i don't know how many times i've whispered to myself angrily it's never been about how funny you are and i just keep scrolling <laughs> it's never and you know i also think uh, we're in the 80s like like today's like, there's some great comedy going on right now and i'm putting myself in that category <laughs> because i am as narcissistic of a lemon meringue pie as they come but uh there's also like uh, this other section of comedy where you're like man that's People are acting like this is new, but this is like 80s comedy. Yeah. This is 80s character uh, comedy that's that like in 10 to 20 years will be looked at as so cheesy. And so like, that's what you liked. Like, we're going to have to answer to our grandkids if we have them, if the heat doesn't kill them, uh, <laughs> that, that we're going to be like, yeah, that's the comedy we watched back then. And I can't say the same for music and movies, but definitely for comedy. I'm like, mostly bad. It's mostly bad. There are some gems out there, but mostly, that's what we're liking. Anyway, that was the uh, that was the lemon meringue. I think. Are we at an hour? 50 48 oh 48 yeah what else is there to talk about we got the bed bugs in paris is our dead absolutely oh yeah air purifier we'll get to next week we got to save some gems for next week because we're recording on monday before i head off to texas which i should have said in the beginning of the show i got a bunch of shows coming up texas austin houston dallas uh minneapolis coming up colorado springs Atlanta, Nashville, St. Louis, and many more. Go to my website, ZoltanComedy.com. Come out and see me live. Bridgeport, Connecticut, the 220 of you that came out were an amazing audience. The rest of you in Connecticut that didn't come out, you don't have a state, all right? That's what I'm going to say about you. I don't even know what your state motto is. It, you probably don't have one. It probably just says TBD above your license plates. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for coming out to all the shows and listening, downloading, supporting. I got the end of yawn from Emma saying the episode is over. <laughs> Cheers and goodbye from uh, from Mike Albany, Albanese. Yeah. I said your last name, right? That's People right. keep asking. They go, who's the guy? Who are the producers talking? They're funny. Mike Albanese on this episode Emma, Emma is always in the back. And cheers, everybody. That was the longest end of episode ramble I've ever done. Till next week. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right.